Greetings, troubled listeners, and welcome to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coleman, sitting in the ring room with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Thank you, Renee. Thank you once again for your uh, enthusiasm. Yes. Enthusiasm. Yes, trying to drum up some enthusiasm, <laughs> some, some energy. <laughs> yeah, because I saw the numbers from last week's show. <laughs> yeah, enthusiasm. The trouble man in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're very in trouble right trouble now. Trouble man's in trouble. But uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, I, I I've had a I've had a troubling kind of week. Uh, uh, things you know things trouble me. I just I hear something, you know. It has nothing to do with me, but I just hear something happens, or uh-huh. they announce something. You're overly I'm, empathetic. You yeah, feel too much. I feel too much, uh-huh. basically. And, 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 and so I felt weird because I, I saw this story. I don't know if I told you this. I, ta- I saw this story that they've, desi- they've, they've now made a, a, a pill for men, a birth control pill for men. Okay. Have you heard about this? No. It's amazing. Okay. It's, it hasn't been approved yet. Because okay. the condom makers are going, wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. But they, made, they, they have this pool. And the funniest thing is, the doctor who's like doing the uh, research is Dr. Wang. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dr. Wang. This is true. I'm not right. kidding about yeah, this. You it's, couldn't make this stuff no, up. No, I can't Nobody make this stuff up. But it's so funny, too, because one of the big side effects of this birth control for men is headaches. Uh-huh. So now the guy can always say, not tonight, honey, I have a headache. Okay, well, that, you know, that, that uh, will be yeah. effective birth control. Yeah, and, 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 and the thing that really troubles me is like, why didn't they have this years ago <laughs> okay. when I needed this? <laughs> okay. Because there's nothing worse than a condom. You know that, right? There's nothing worse than a condom. <laughs> oh, there are some yeah. things worse. Well, yeah, I know, but in, 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 for a guy, okay. like a swinger like me for okay. over the years, All right. there's nothing worse than a condom. Uh, you know. You know. So yeah, that's their, one thing that, uh, you know, that's one thing that has it's, troubled me this past week besides... Yeah. Um, also, my daughter comes home with a straight-A report card. Okay. And then yet, she shows it to me. I'm so proud of her. She's, like, going into high school. Mm-hmm. So proud of her. But then she, she, we go home, and she says the stupidest things at home. <laughs> it's like, how can you be a straight-A student and still be an idiot? You know? <laughs> common sense. Just common sense. I love her. I love her. She's the, you know, I love her. Right. My wife, my daughter, I love them both. Right. This is like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this makes no sense to me, you know. So anyway, I digress. Uh, they're they're I, doing I, the best they can. Yeah, you know? I know she's fourteen. That's what fourteen-year-olds yeah. yes, do. Yes. But I always think to myself, when I was fourteen, I don't think that I don't think I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I did stuff. I was like planning that. my escape when uh, I was fourteen. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, yeah. When you were fourteen, yeah. 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 Yes. You were like, you were like uh, um, Charles Bronson in The Great Escape. You were the tunnel guy, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I was, I the, the long range. Yeah. Plan. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was counting the years off. Yeah. Actually, well. Truth be told, I remember when I was 11 counting the years off. I remember it being across the street at a neighbor's house, and I guess his son was graduating from high school, and he was saying, oh, yeah, so my son's graduating from high school, will be leaving home soon. And I was yeah. thinking, leaving home? God, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I was 11. I was thinking, okay, how many more? Oh, my God, what is this? Six yeah. more years? Six more years and I can leave. I, I guess I could hack six years. I don't know. You <laughs> just past, stay in your room for six years. The past years, six years know? have been tough, but... 
<laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So you had a good week. You're yeah, doing okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good week. You know, my daughter actually uh, is graduated from high school this year, and today played her final uh, high school softball game. Oh yeah. Yes, they won. She actually hit an in the park home run. Really? Yeah, and she's she's. But they were playing the school of the blind. Weren't yes, they? yes, they were. Well, you know, it's the senior game, so you want right. to kind of stack it in your oh, favor. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to take a beating from some, I didn't, some well, real powerhouse. Yeah, your kids are pretty athletic, right? Yeah, yeah they, both they, of them. I remember they, them. Yeah, they've they've all, they've both been involved in softball and baseball since they were like five. You know, first my son, then my daughter wanted to do it. You know, she. Uh, they they both studied judo him for a lot longer than than she did you know she wasn't as crazy about uh, you know pressing flesh with sweaty little boys as he was you know which uh, to her credit I get it I totally there are get some it. people who dig that yeah no I know we're my, not going to get into no, that my, my son dug it because you know anything you get to push somebody around that's right. that's right up his alley <laughs> but uh, you know I did uh, look at the newspaper today. And as as I as I sometimes have time to do, and ran across this uh, this item here, the uh, George H. W. Bush post- postage stamp is about to come out. So you know he just passed away. We just lost him. Terrible loss. Okay, wait, wait, which no. George H. Uh, oh, the older H-W. one. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, the older yeah, one. Yeah, Bush one. Bush one. Yeah. Right. So you know he he died. Uh, uh, November the 30th at the age of 94 so his uh, his stamp is coming out uh, it says the stamp features a portrait of Bush painted by artist Michael Dees our friend Michael former Dees former Troubled Men podcast yes, guest yes really see that bastard well, he took the money didn't he well you know he's, yeah, uh, he's I think these things are done well in advance yeah, you know, when maybe, you get to this, yeah. these these advanced ages, yeah. you know they're not they're not tossing the coin on on. But where is Michael these days? I he's, guess he's, he's painting. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's in the French Quarter. We you know, should his house. get him to paint us stamp of us. Well, that would be good. You know, <laughs> yeah. his, his paintings are quite expensive, but you know, maybe he could no. paint one and sell you know, it to somebody. Just, you know, uh, we could be in some rich person's home. It'd or, be a forever or, stamp or, or in the Ogden. A forever yeah. Manny stamp. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. not even my face. It's right. just my butt. Okay. okay. Well, I don't know. It says forever. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to put that out, Manny. Uh, someone uh, has to lick it. There'll be someone who wants uh, to lick it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, well, you know, one more so thing. So what happened? I, so, oh, Michael Dees. Okay. Yeah, that right, was yeah. So just wanted to shout out to, to Michael Dees. Yeah, Dees's Michael. And, uh, you know, the, good, good to see that the, the Troubled Men podcast alumni are, are still, you know, doing swimmingly. They're... Yeah, they're achieving. They they haven't. They're not. Uh, well, I heard Jimbo got arrested. No, no, uh, no. No, okay. no. His record came out on Friday. Oh, okay, though, and it they, got a very good Jimbo. Jimbo Mathis. Yes, his his new record, Incinerator, came out and got a very favorable review from Rolling Stone magazine. It's, oh, uh, good for him. Yes, yes. He's 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 in the catbird seat. And what about that guy uh, who was our guest? He used to was work for Crawdaddy. What was his name? Or John Swenson. Yeah, did he review it? Or doesn't uh, do that anymore. I, I don't know. Well, you know, he 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 does work for uh, for Offbeat quite a bit these days, and so I, I don't know. I mean, certainly someone should review it for Offbeat. And it's, uh, right. You know, Jimbo's kind of a, a resident now of New Orleans. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I have some more stuff, but we're we're going to do another show next week. I think it's just going to be you and I. So I'll I'll get to some of this oh, then. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Well, Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, and maybe we'll talk about some of this with our guest. Um, but I want to get right to her. Uh, I've known her for a number of years. She she comes from a, a, a musical family, a, a family act actually, and they're 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 part of the uh, rock and roll royalty of, of you know American music. Um, so she she was in the Cow Sills. She was later in the Continental Drifters. She's put out a bunch of solo records. 
Um, she's at one time she was the youngest person to be on a top ten record in wow. uh, in 1968, I believe. She was at the age of nine years yep. old. Um, and she had a bunch of hit records, Hair, The Rain, The Park, and other things. Uh, Love without, that song. Without <laughs> further ado, Miss Susan Cowsill. Welcome, oh. Susan. Crowd goes wild. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Mr. Chevrolet and Renee. Oh, yeah. It yeah. is a pleasure to be on the podcast with y'all guys. Well, That it's... was quite an opening. I've, I've, I had so many things to say, but with, with the short-term memory loss thing... Uh, it's not going to happen. Oh, you mean as I... F- uh, yeah, well, as you were my, going on, yeah. Okay, well, as you went down, it was like lots lots came to mind, but all gone. This guy does his homework. Let me just put I'm see already. Well, already I see this. He does a lot this. of homework. Well, I'd rather be over-prepared than under-prepared. Right? Know? Me, I come, I show up, I hit my mark, I say my line, I go back to my trailer. Right. It's okay. Oh, how I he, that's you so know. nice for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, all have our, yeah. we all have our yeah. roles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've known each other a long time. I did all the stuff you said I did. Right, right, right. Well, so, he's going to get to that. <laughs> yeah. No. So, uh, well, I have a, a question right up top. So what was it like for a nine-year-old or ten-year-old to be, you know, <laughs> no. doing the hitchhike on the, the Dean Martin show? <laughs> the hitchhike. You know, or whatever dances you were doing, whatever 60s the dances hitchhike. you were doing. God, Renee, you can tell you're younger than me. There's no such thing as the hitchhike. What? Was there a hitchhike? Yeah. I think we're going to have to Google that. I don't think there was well, a hitchhike. What, what, what were the dances I know what that you were thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what is no, that, that was called something, but it, I don't think it was the hitchhike. Maybe it was, though. Okay, well. It's... What was the question? What about <laughs> I'm not? <laughs> what, what, what was it like to be a what nine or ten year like? old being on? Well, how did first of all to do the hitchhike was, on was, Dean? Was that was, was, that, was that your idea to be in the band? Or uh, oh yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. already on the first record. You weren't in the band, right? No, I was not. I was too little. Um, right. Yeah, I always wanted to be in the band. My brothers like had a band from the minute I can remember. Like so. Um, like since 64, they were always right. playing in the back room. And I always wanted to be in the band, but I couldn't because I was three. Right. So things were just like not moving along quickly enough for me. Okay. And, uh, and then I got informed when I was five, I had to actually be able to sing. Like I just thought I needed to grow up and be able to form sentences. And yeah, get older, yeah. You no, know, yeah. So my oldest brother told me that cute was kind of selling the band, but they were, these guys were actually really good. My mm. four brothers, they, their first record... Um, deal they had was on um, Joda, which was an all-black um, R&B label. Huh. And um, uh, what was that guy's name? Johnny, um, not Mathis. Hold on. No, I'll think oh. of it in a second. Um, but anyway, so listen, these guys, they were, they were rocking and I wanted to be in this band and they said no forever. And, and my, was your mom in the band? Not then? yet. No, not no, yet? no, okay. no, okay. no. Me and mom weren't in the band and they had a couple of like flops. Then my mom got in the band, and then I guess one afternoon I arrived um, where I was actually... My brother told me once I could sing, I could come in. Oh, well, that's nice. nice. And uh, Yeah, really, well, I guess, whatever. I mean, I felt, you know, it was kind of weird. I had to audition in my own living room <laughs> for my own family. Well, you know, that's yeah. how it, And I did it. I, I prepared a song. <laughs> I cried right after it. Yeah. What song was assholes. it? Do you remember the song? Uh, yeah, Sweet Talking Guy. <laughs> How's that go? Oh, come on. You know how it goes. No, I don't get out How old much. are you, Manny? Uh, old, True enough. answer. 55. <laughs> you know sweet talking guy. Sweet talking guy, talking sweet kind of love. Yeah, I know. I just wanted you to sing. I know you did. <laughs> God. Listen, I'm going to tell you what else I am. What did you say I was? I'm the, I'm the youngest what? I was the uh, youngest uh, the, what? The youngest person to, to be on a top 10 record. Yeah. I'm, I'm that girl. But I am also evidently my last... 
kind of power pop 60s icon chick thing I have been told three times and I guess I, one of them's in Guinness book the, the one you said that I am the last performer of my area genre from the 60s still in their 50s I'm the last one oh. okay. the last one maybe you should play jazz for fest. like two more weeks yeah <laughs> I happen to be it was an accident it wasn't my idea um, no, I was referring so to all I'm the... So 59 till May 20th, and then evidently there are no more people in their 50s... That were performing in like the 60s. Like I'm a dinosaur. Like I'm, I'm, well, going, you were, I'm, you were I'm dying in, out. You were in that unique position. You Very were in, unique. in the, uh, yes, that pivotal moment there. It really kind of was. There was this like little p- a group of people from 64 to 72, really, and we, it was this, this merge of uh, bands that grew out of that night on Sullivan. And, uh, and all of us are, I mean, we're the youngest of that kind of movement, and we are 10 years younger than all the other guys. Yeah. Uh, they're all in their 70s and 80s. Right. <laughs> yeah, and they're having, it's a trip. Yeah, they're having to con- cancel big shows. And yeah, all not my, yeah, 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 those big, big famous guys. Are, that is getting out of hand, right? <laughs> was uh, what was it like? You're, I don't you're know, the, Renee. It was oh, awesome. I, it was like being, like, you know, you were, it's like, that's how I was brought up. Right, so that seemed normal to you. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Why, so why what, I, you know, because I'm from Hollywood, I okay. grew up in Hollywood. I grew up in Santa Monica. I lived in, you know. Where about? Uh, well, actually, I grew up in like Venice, dude, 16th okay, yeah. Street. Well, they 16th. moved us to Brentwood after. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we That's went nice. right to Beverly. Yeah. So I, I went to school with a lot of uh, uh, kids from celebrity parents and stuff right. like that. Right. And or some of them were actually celebrities in themselves. Mm-hmm. But. The schooling just seemed to me like, you know, for these parents, for their kids, was like, it didn't really matter. We're yeah, famous. Yeah, school was very secondary. Yeah, that's what that, yeah, so it was very secondary, mm-hmm. you know. So it was, you kind of just learned on the road or you learned in the studio, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. In the gutter, in, in the, the gutter, bathroom, in the bar. In the and all that kind of stuff. Taxi to daddy's car. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> school was um, a joke. We went to a school called Hollywood Professional School. Yeah, sure. On Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah it, was it was a awesome. Joke. You ditched, you know, you just kind of went up to the May Company and went shopping for a few yeah, hours. Yeah, I know exactly and, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we went to school from 9 in the morning to 12.45 in the afternoon. You would go out on the road. You were supposed to have... A tutor oh, on the yeah, road. Yeah, but we never somebody did. Somebody on the road. We yeah. never did. Yes. And we had workbooks and this. we just pass them to the older guys. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do your homework for I don't. Yeah. I haven't got a clue what's going on. I can't long divide. There are eight parts of speech. I know three. Yeah. Well, It's like that. It hasn't helped I you I still bad. don't know what verbs <laughs> are. <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> a noun names because N and N, that works. A verb is um, an activity, I think. Yeah, yeah I think it's someplace. Like, I think yeah. it's a, like a like a an small action. amusement park. Okay, where people go in. And, and oh, so it's that new hit club. That's the verb. I, yeah, the verb. Yeah. yeah, it's where people do. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but you are not from uh, from California. You're no. from Ohio. Well, I started in Ohio. <laughs> I started. 
Before you got to be nine, yeah, <laughs> when you were from zero to I was to born six. in Ohio, okay. and when I was 18 months, we moved to Rhode Island. Oh, That's okay. really where I'm from. Oh, all right. Then we moved from Rhode Island to Manhattan for a minute before we became the Beverly Hillbillies in Brentwood. Oh, okay. <laughs> we had like a tennis court and a swimming pool. It really truly was that moment that like, wow. are you wow. fucking kidding so me? So you guys right? had hit records and, and you were actually getting paid on them. So yeah, had, like I joined the band like three months before we were on Ed Sullivan. Um, oh, okay. And what right, year was that? Like 1967, 60... I think oh, it was. Oh, gosh, really? Yeah, it's pretty short. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and Rain the Park was out in 67. I was not on that record. Okay. okay. But I joined the band and I toured behind that record. Oh, all right. I was very, well, I was super smart. I so didn't what have was, to do shit. What was yeah. Mr. Sullivan like? He was adorable. Yeah. He was a really cool guy. Ed Sullivan was awesome. He really loved us. And we got the first, I never get this right. This is where my brothers, when we all do interviews, they just right. sit there with their freaking details. And Russ is very good. But we got offered the first like 10 Sullivans in a row, like multi-million dollar deal wow. after our first one. It was like unknown ever before in the business. And my dad got into a fight with Ed Sullivan's son-in-law. Bob Breck, who was the producer of the show, and he squelched the deal. Oh, oh my goodness. We know, and I used to, before Katrina, had the, um, the telegram announcing it, you know, stop, cow sills, that, 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 stop, millions of dollars, stop, 10 shows, stop, Ed Sullivan, stop. Uh -huh. oh my. I used to have that telegram, along with others. Right. Katrina ate it. Oh, oh my goodness. But anyway. Your, but your dad said no? He just squashed no, it? No, my dad got in a fight. Like, he just was an asshole with the guy. And they said, fuck you, get you and your kids out of here. That's what happened with the Partridge family, too. <laughs> well, no, that's not what happened with the Partridge family. But they did write my dad out in the storyline because he was such an asshole. Oh, so they turned him into Reuben Kincaid. They killed him. They killed the they dad. Killed the dad. The partridge. Oh I saw a dude on a, on a Partridge documentary say that. <laughs> oh, so that show was the Partridge family was was based on your on the the cow one hundred percent Renee that was supposed to be me, but but that was not uh, was were you actually affiliated with the show or or they, were you consultants you? or anything like they that? They developed that show for our family after seeing us on Sullivan. Right. It took a couple of years for that okay to come to fruition. By the time they came out. Screen Gems and all the dudes that write them, that you know who they are. By the time they came out to our house in Brentwood uh -huh. and hung out with us, it was like almost two years later. My brothers were grown out of the kind of cute... Cute teenagers. Yeah, yeah. They wanted me. They also wanted a known actress to play the mom. Mm. My dad was not going to go for any of that. So deal done. Story slightly changed. Him written out. <laughs> Your dad uh, not a good businessman? <laughs> Go watch the documentary. I've seen it, yes. I well, know. then rewatch it. We're yeah. going to have a test. Yeah, okay. We'll have a test later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so anyway. was it just more pride with your dad, or was it just like he just wanted... No, I think it was just more Johnny Walker or Cuddy Sark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those guys that, will get that, you. That incredible third grade education. Yeah. I mean, he was 25 years in the Navy, but... Okay. Okay. But that's not what you wanted to talk about. Well, we're, maybe we're, it was. We'll talk about all this stuff. We that's, can. That's, I'm not going anywhere. That's, that's, Clearly. Yeah, that's, no, we're, we've got we've got time well, here. Fantastic. We're here at the we're at the we're at the famous the ring room, room here yes. in, in New Orleans, yes, that's Louisiana. What we, that's that's where we are right here. We this don't actually we don't actually 
I feel like I'm in a, a small ping pong. Well, this is court. this is a, a room that they would. Uh, the we we don't actually name the 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 whole location that we're. I don't at. say we're at the. No, no we don't. Because oh, no, we, no. we're we do it. Where we we do it from the ring room here. And we're this like is, pirate podcast. This is the here. room. That, we're at the ring room, y'all. Get real. Uh, this is where exactly. all the uh, old timers used to play bridge and pinochle and, and, and stuff whatever. Like that. So kind where we play. are now it used to be a gambling institution well, instead of what it is now, which well, we no, will no, not it's, say. It was everything that it is now. It's just oh, the specific like room. In New Orleans, see, no, you, you see, do. Uh-huh. See on the on the door it says ring room. Understood. So, you know, okay, it's very yeah. exciting. I'll investigate. I'm sure there was gambling, but it wasn't high stakes gambling. It was just yeah. buddies getting yeah, together just, and trying to sure pals, pals passing a little cash. Of course, absolutely. What's the harm in that? But so going what I would back like to, to the, um, <laughs> just I'll just touch on the Partridge family one more time. Please, okay, because Jeremy Gelbach I'll fast was in forward. This town. I'll fast forward to 1981, <laughs> June of 1981. What? Um, it's coming close to my prom night, my senior prom. How? And I don't have a date. I don't have a date. Good-looking guy like me doesn't oh, have a date. That's so sad, but Manny. But a buddy of mine, uh, we were taking these acting classes outside of school, and he go, he called me up. You're and in said, town. No, no in, in, in LA. Oh, that's in right. LA. You're an LA guy. I'm yeah, sorry, I forgot. Guy. You're a Hollywood yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Go ahead. And he said, "Listen, uh, there's this girl with a friend. They want to go out on a double date." I said, "Well, it's prom night." I go, "Well, we're not going to the prom. We're just going to go out on the double date." I said, "Sure, fine. Let's go out. I don't have a date. I don't have to buy the tux. I don't have to rent the limo. I don't have to sure. do it. No we're just going on. out." Right. All right. So I borrowed the dad's car to my friend's house. He goes, and we get in his car and go. Okay, we're going to her house in the valley and it's a nice part of the valley like Encino or something like that you know and you know who it is it's Sue Crow oh it's me it's you oh what it's Sue Crow what you? you got blind her- dated with Susanna Crow well no he got he went out with her I got blind dated with her friend oh okay okay but it's still Sue Crow and her okay. friend how crazy is that? Yeah, we get into her very nice car, <laughs> yes. and it's like, well, what do you guys want to do? Well, you know, it's a double date. Let's, uh, you know, let's go bowling. Let's go play some pinball. Oh, video games are big. What did she want to do? What does a she wanted to kid go do? shopping? She wanted to go shopping, just yeah. like those Brady kids. Yeah. So we went to the we went to Westwood Village. <laughs> We went to Westwood Village because they have movie theaters there. They have I know arcades. All about there. What goes yeah, on there. yeah, they have restaurants there and all yeah, that kind. That's awesome. So the date, my blind date and me, you know, we're like, all right, nothing's yeah. going to happen here. Right, right. Yeah, no yeah. real chemistry. No, it's not so much. You know, okay. not to me. So are you about to say, go ahead, keep going? No. So what I found out during the course of this day, because we stopped and had got some sodas and fries or whatever, <laughs> did you know? That she has royal blood in her veins. Ah, oh, this I did not. Did you not know this? No. Apparently, her father. Don't know how I missed her, it. Her but. father, on her father's side, mm-hmm. they're, they're like royalty from these, like like Luxembourg, one of these smaller European little countries. Well, crazy. Yeah. So okay, you know, so she's a princess, or like she's a, she's like the daughter empress. of a duke or something she's like that. She's a duke, yeah, a duchess, a duchess or something like that. A duchess, yeah, a duchette. Yeah, you're close. Yeah, yeah. You're barking <laughs> up the right tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but so I'm sitting there. I like duchette better. You know, okay, I liked sure. the Partridge Family when it was on. I thought oh, it was a great show. I you know, wanted to watch it out of the five channels we had. You know, me too. I always had to rehearse. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so twisted. I got to know her a little bit, and she's like, oh, she's talking about herself, and she's royalty. She's got okay. Know, like that night, you found that all. Yeah, out? I found because like you were moving in on her and ignoring your date. Well, my that's because you were. Chris, well, there was the partridge friend, family chick. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're going to move in on yeah, her. And, no, you are. And, and it's true. You know, we started smoking some pot. Sure, of like course. That. Oh, all the kids. And well, then yeah. all of a sudden, she goes. I know how this. We're walking down TV kids. What's that street on Westwood Rayburn or something? Rayburn Street or whatever. Okay. She goes. I love those boots. She just walks in and buys like a $200 pair of boots. Yeah, see, that's something that Tracy yeah. could do that yeah, Susan yeah. could not. Or royalty could do. Well, yeah, that's that's it. Royal. Oh, well, right. oh, you think her money came from her royal blood, not her partridge cash? Uh, I don't, yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> both. Who, who, who knows? But so, well. Make a long story short. Okay, yeah. She goes, my brother has a plane <laughs> at Santa Monica Airport. Yeah. He's there right now. Yeah. We're going to take a plane ride? We said, yeah, let's go. Yeah, you know, things like this happen when you're young. Okay, so Would like you, all that happened in one day with you and Suzanne, or you saw her afterward? No, it's all happened in one date, double date. Well, that's crazy, man. Too bad you weren't like filming. Maybe back a then. loca, man. Yeah, so, who knows what could happen? Uh, Anything <laughs> can happen. Well, well he's, he's got the story to tell in the podcast. Uh, I uh, yeah. So we get to the Santa Monica Airport, <laughs> and the and the brother goes. She has an older brother. She goes, "You guys want to fly to Vegas right now?" And we're like, "Sure, let's fly to Vegas." And I'm like. I don't want to fly to Vegas in that little fucking plane. There's no way I'm getting yeah. that little fucking plane. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. This crazy fog came in from like Venice, Santa Monica. You're kidding. Beach. This fog They came didn't in. take off in it. No, 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 no. The brother goes, well, we're not leaving. You now. were saved oh, by yeah. I was natural like, I was resources. Like, yeah, I was Good like, deal. Yeah, I was like, there's no way. I love Vegas. So you were almost on a jet plane with Suzanne Not Crow. a jet plane, a Cessna. Come on, my story's better. Okay. <laughs> you were almost on a rented jet plane just for you and Suzanne. No, I own, gonna, I own yeah. the plane. I own the plane. <laughs> okay. I wasn't rental. Now you're with me. Yeah, yeah. If okay. you want to you know, just awesome, really lie, Manny. let's just lie. And, uh, okay, so anyway, uh, that's right. my uh, okay. Partridge family. Okay, story. that's your brush with greatness if ever you were on Letterman, which is no longer on, so that's never going to happen. No, I have a Letterman story if I was ever <laughs> on. Okay. Okay. So, so, um, so. Uh, you want to move on from, uh, from the... From this your, is your, your I am here I know, so, to, you know, to facilitate want, this. Well, we want to touch on, on, on all these parts of your career. So, so, so it wound up being your, your five brothers and you and your mother all in the group. Yes. And that went on till the uh, early 70s? Yeah, I think it was like 67 to 72. Okay. That's what I would give it. I yeah. think I retired first in 72. You did? That sounds right. Yes. Because the were, band broke up. You were young, still a young teenager. I was uh, 72. Let's see if I'm 59. What was I? I was like 12, right? Yeah, yeah I, I was 12. Yes, I was a young teenager. That's a good age to retire. Well, it is a very a good age. Yeah, no, I was not a teenager. Renee and I were stuck in our house. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. not I was, stuck was in my house because we broke up. The band broke up and then uh, I got... The band broke up and the boys left the house. And then the house moved from L.A. to back to Rhode Island. Hmm. And the house just became mom, dad, and me. And that wasn't a good house. So I left the house. Huh. Really? At 12. Okay. Eighth grade. Bye-bye. You went Gotta back go. to L.A.? I did. I moved in with my brother, okay. Paul. Did you write a book about your time in L.A.? No. Uh, why? Okay, no. Because why? Did you live in the Hollywood Hills? <laughs> I lived a lot of places there. Okay. I was an emancipated minor. I lived in Laurel Canyon. Laurel Canyon, yes. Well, Hollywood Hills, yes. Yeah. Okay. But I thought, I, did, I thought you wrote a book about your days in Laurel Canyon. Nope. Nope. I haven't written I'm thinking it yet. of someone else then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Laura, okay. Mackenzie, Phillips, that's my buddy. She's written her book. Woo, 
that's a boozy. Oh, I um, and then there's Maureen McCormick. She wrote her book. Oh, were those uh, all pals of yours there? Then? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Maureen McCormick, well, Marsha Brady. Yeah, yeah she yeah, went yeah. to my high school. She yeah. Like, well, she went to a Hollywood professional school with me. We, I'm chapter 13 in her memoirs oh, because okay. she and I got... Arrested for shoplifting at the Northridge Mall. I again. A cry for her. I was in a. <laughs> for her, she okay. could afford it. I could not figure this out. Yeah. I mean, I'm an emancipated minor living with my teenage brother and his right. wife and kid. Right. So I know why I might. But here's the deal: we like I had never stolen anything in my life, mm-hmm. and we ditched school with Maureen one day. She was my buddy, and she wrote this in her book. So it's all a done deal. Sure. You can go find it, and. Uh, so she, we were ditching at the May Company on Hollywood Boulevard, and we were going back to school to arrive for the last period to pretend like we had been there. And we're in the elevator, and she's showing us these earrings in her hand. Oh, man. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh. And we were like, like, I was like seventh grade. I don't even know. But anyway, anyway, long story, very short. She taught us all how to shoplift. And we like literally like all got big bags, and we were instructed to get big giant purses. And then we all went to the Northridge Mall one afternoon. There was four of us. And we just followed Mo and did what Mo did. Well, I went from like novice to pro in no time. Excellent. But back then, y'all guys, this Mm -hmm. was the first time ever Uh that they had those thingies on clothes. Like I went from, because she told us first she started out like with rings and earrings and then you go to jewelry and then you go to socks and then you go, then you go to shirts and then you you just kind of move through. Well, I was at shirts. Right. I was at shirts like literally within an hour. So we were leaving one of the places, (laughs) the four of us and the, uh, an alarm went off, which they didn't have them back in those days. So you were shocked. I didn't know what it was. So they said, ladies, can you come back? We have a new system. So I turned around and went back, and when I reached the little gate, I turned around, and there was blonde hair flapping in the wind, <laughs> running gone. the other direction. Gone. Maureen yeah. was gone. Yeah. Now, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Never heard from her again until I read her apology. Oh, in her book? Chapter 13. Wow. I think it's 13. Maybe it's 11 or 12. Wow. And it took and and now I know what what she did after she split. She stayed on the floor of her car for like 6 hours in the parking lot. Panic. Cuz she thought I was going to turn her in like I would. Right. Not. Right. Right. Solid girl. No snitch. Yeah, yeah. Nah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, Take dude, I'm like it was the first time Remember I had ever done that. I used that. to love the May companies. The May companies. Mako was great. Mako and but they had what, yeah. you, one of the basement of the May company, <laughs> that little <laughs> diner like a grill uh-huh. and they had this thing called the Mako burger. Sure. The Mako Burger. Yeah, yeah, sure. And at the little t- at the, yeah. At the counter. Yeah, the little counter, counter yeah. thing. Man, it was cool. And the funniest thing LA was... LA was cool in the 70s and 60s. Yes. Was. Well, I don't remember much of the 60s, but the 70s it was uh, really cool. It was cool. awesome. But it was so funny seeing like foreigners o- order a uh, Mako <laughs> Burger. Because they go, uh, give me uh, one Mako Burger. One Mako Burger, please. One Mako Burger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be a shark. I don't no, know. no, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, that was fun, so, right? So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 ratting around and uh, dazzle the gang with and, that one. Yeah, and yeah, and, ratting around. That's me. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking for work. Well, you Laurel should write a book school. about your Laurel Canyon no days. Shit. Well, yes, I have the Marlon Brando Laurel Canyon armed robbery moment. I'd be oh, glad to share oh, yeah, for sure. Let's go into that. I've never heard that one. Well, I have a Brando being stuck in the trash can story. Oh, well, let's let's <laughs> let's hear so much Susan's to, to share. Let's hear Susan's Brando story. Well, I think it was like 1974 or five. 
And I had um, a boyfriend at the time. And I was, we were living on Wonderland and in the canyon. And he had a sister who was married to this kind of famous singer-songwriter dude. And who is a dear brother um, and friend of mine. Mm-hmm. But everybody's going to remain nameless for this story. So sure. we were living in the canyon. We were going up to visit this my sister-in-law, my boyfriend's sister. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend had noticed that there were lots of cop cars in the canyon, all kind of perched in the little side driveways, you know, like the, you know how they are in the canyon. Yeah, speed trap. I don't know, trap, Renee, have you ever been in the Laurel Canyon? I have, or or I have. anywhere Lookout Mountain, all that. Yeah, sure, yeah, I have. Anyway, my boyfriend says, man, it looks like... Something's going on in the canyon. I hope they don't see that we have a light out in the back of our 1966 Volvo sedan. So we go up and see the sister, and we visit for hours. We have lunch with her and the kid, and it's great. And we come back down and on our way back down. Now, I have to mention that during all of this, it is 1974, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So that means there's cocaine and drugs everywhere. Good enough. Right. So anyway, so we come back down from lunch, and we're still eating because I'm young, and I can do it all. So anyway. So we come back down and sure to be order and they pull us over. Right? Ah, uh, dang it, they've seen our thing. And we're at the Wonderland School, which is just getting ready to be let out, and it starts to rain, and they pull us over, and my boyfriend says, crap. And then what we also notice is like five of the cop cars that were all over the place all start to converge at this kind of little intersection, like full on <laughs> sirens guns going. Out, guns yeah. out, everybody's out, doors open, <laughs> cocked, get out of the car. Mm. <laughs> Now, I am 16 years old, Mm -hmm. and I am full of nobody tells me what to do because nobody has since I walked out the door when I was 12. Right. So this is blowing my mind because, I mean, all this over a light makes no sense to me. So why am I out of the car, arms up, hands behind my back? So this is what's going on there. They're coming up. My, My boyfriend is looking at me. And going, babe, look, you really need to just chill out, be cool. <laughs> you were amped up, though, at the same time? Uh, I was pretty pissed. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, I, 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 I was born amped up. I'm amped up right now. So anyway, so, uh-huh. so I'm, like, I'm like the crazy lady in Bonnie and Clyde. Remember like when she starts screaming at Estelle Parsons? Right, <laughs> right, that right, right. is me because I cannot fucking believe this is happening because it's full on. There are seven fucking cop cars in Wonderland. So. I'm, my boyfriend's trying to be cool, ask him what's going on. They're like, don't ask any questions. All this heaviosity and everybody's got all these machine guns. And the next thing I know, they all kind of pause and stand up and go, oh, and they all start talking. And here comes this raggedy old man walking up the street talking to the cops. And I'm looking at him. And my boyfriend's looking at him. And the cops are like, <clears throat> Mr. Brando, Mr. Brando. And it's oh fucking my. Marilyn Brando. Like, this thing isn't weird enough. <laughs> uh-huh. No, it's not. So Marlon Brando's now on the scene, and I'm not making it up because you can't. So Marlon Brando's there, and I'm like, my boyfriend, now why aren't they all? And nobody's like all cocked. They're all like excited. So mm-hmm. I'm noticing, I'm bitching to my boyfriend how all the cops aren't all serious now because Marlon Brando's here. And why would they let Marlon Brando walk up if this is such a big deal? And I start yelling at the cops, and then everything gets serious again. Oh, jeez. So then. They tell my boyfriend to please calm your daughter. Your daughter. Your daughter did. Well, my boyfriend. Now, I have to tell you, I am 16 and he is 35. Okay. Oh, so anyway, so this is what's going on. It really changes the complexion of the story. No, it Steve totally McQueen. doesn't. Okay. Steve McQueen, We've right? We've been together for two years. This oh, is like, this is a okay. long-term Since you were relationship. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, okay. yeah. So, Hollywood, baby. Roman Polanski? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's actually Janis Joplin's going to be next road manager after John Cook, but we all know what happened. Okay, research anyway, that nation. But anyway, here's what the deal is. So now, 
they let Marlon Brando start. I, my hands are behind my back in my alpaca shawl, which is getting wet because it's raining now. Mm. They let Marlon Brando come walk up and talk to us in this big crime scene. And Marlon Brando... It's getting but what is the crime? There is no ah, crime. I'm going to get to oh, it. Okay. They let him come up and talk to us. He unravels this little white piece of paper and he says, could you two help me out here? I've been walking up and down this street. It was wounded knee, Brando, real disheveled, yeah, just a yeah. mess. He's been looking for this address for a half an hour, but he can't find it. And my boyfriend looks at it and he goes, oh, it's, it's a half address. So your building is in the back. So oh, that's why okay. it's not. That's oh. what he said. Oh, okay. And I'm like, this is such bullshit. Marlon Brando isn't lost in the canyon looking. Anyway, my brain just like. Yeah. So that happens, and then he says, <laughs> he says, you look like a very nice couple, and I'm sure everything will work out for you. And he walks away. <laughs> then they finally come over and tell us the following. They say, okay, she can go back up to your sisters where you said you came from. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and so what was going on was we were being arrested for robbery of $40 of a photo mat oh, in the valley. And it was a man with a gray fright wig and a 35-year-old brunette in a blue 1967 Volkswagen. We were in a 66 Volvo. I had brown hair, but I was 16. And he has silver hair, but it was all his. But close enough, you know. Totes. <laughs> However, so now I'm released, and they're going to take him to the North Hollywood Police Department oh. just to finish it up, but they know it's a false identification. Oh, they right. realize I'm not 35. And I... Now they want me to get back in our car and go up to my sister-in-law's. And I'm like, well, I don't have a license. But you hypocrites. La, la, la. Oh, and they're like, man. oh, you my God, tell your chick. No. <laughs> no, I don't. And they're like, and, and I'm okay. I'm pissed off at you now just hearing this. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then Jesus I get Christ. up to my sister-in-law who's, and she starts screaming because she's a Ford model. And her husband knows, knows the guy. Uh-huh. And she starts screaming to the cops, my my." brother's a marine and my husband knows Marlon Brando we're going to sue the North Hollywood Police Department and when I went to pick him up I went down to the North Hollywood Police Department I went in the bathroom because they made me wait to pick him up and I had like a half a gram of coke in the back of my pocket and I sat there and I just got high in there because I was that kid right 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 Good so times. Thank good you. Times. That was that day, guys. That was that day. Jeez, you know, I, I, it reminds me of Marlon Brando. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. Photo booth, forty bucks, armed robbery. You've got to write this book. You have to write this book. Laurel Canyon. Those are the two criminal ones. Okay. Well, I have a quick Brando story. Do you have a Brando story? No, no, no. When I had a band in L.A., one of our bass players, one of his good friends. Was an ill, a bastard son of Brando. He kept trying to prove that Brando was his okay. dad, and uh, yes. and he was Polynesian looking and all this gotcha. kind of stuff. And Brando would like, no, you're not my kid. But at the same time, he he'd invite him up and have lunch and have birthday parties up at this up there with all the other kids, with all the other kids. And this is we're talking like the the getting fat Brando. Yeah, like yeah, late, that was my Brando. Yeah, they're really right? getting fat. So. Apparently, Marlon decides to... He's got like five, six kids there. And this kid, his name was Donnie or something like that. Um, they play hide-and-go-and-seek. And so Brando decides to hide in the garbage can from all the kids. So he gets himself in the garbage scary. cans. Right there, it's scary. Yeah, that's Marlon scary, Brando yeah, in the garbage can. But he can. knows he can do it because he's Marlon Brando. <laughs> well, kids can't find him. 
They're like, you know, poppy, poppy, or daddy, daddy. They can't, you know, there's like eight of them. I don't know what, which father is in, you know, Polynesia. I, I think poppy sounds good. Yeah, I think well, they would call him yeah, poppy. Yeah, yeah, Let's pop. say they did. They can't find him. And finally, he goes, I'm in here in the carport. I'm in here. How scary is this? And he's in the garbage can. And they had the, the they had called the fire department and the he jaws, could not get out. He could not get out. <laughs> I thought he was just. They had to get the jaws of life <laughs> to get him out of the garbage can. <laughs> okay, that's a really good one. Yeah, this is that's, a story he told me. I was amazing. not there, but I believe this kid because he. I believe he you. fought. His, him and his mom fought for their. Well, for their Marlins, right. he's a wacky guy. Evidently. Oh well, yeah, well, yeah, he's yeah, a good. So. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Susan, so you started off as a as a child singer. But then you you mature into an actual grown woman, which you were yeah. not at sixteen. But you no. you become you know yeah. later on <laughs> well, at an appropriate age. Yeah. So so uh, who were some singers that that you tried to emulate that you that you tried to pattern your or that you loved that you loved the way they okay. They well, sang? I can answer that because at that time, okay, I was living in Los Angeles in the seventies, and I really literally was hanging out with like the Eagles and, and mm. those guys. And obviously Linda Ronstadt was, you know, she was happening right, at that sure. time. So she was a huge influence on me. But my real main, like, she was kind of under the radar. Her name was Carla Bonoff. Oh. And she's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's mostly known for her songs that she wrote for, like, Dolly and Linda. Oh, okay. She wrote um, Someone to Lay Down Beside Me, oh, which right. is, um, uh, she wrote uh, I Can't Hold On. She wrote Home. Um, Bonnie Raitt, home sings me of sweet things. Okay. So, yeah, Carla's an amazing songwriter. So if you Google her, you'll find that she wrote these. Uh, so she was a big influence on She you. was. I just thought she as was. As a singer or as a songwriter? Yeah, though. and yeah. I didn't write songs till after the continent, till I met the Drifters. Okay. But it turned out, like, my little machine was kind of yeah. just receiving all the info. You know, I, was yeah. like, I lived. My boyfriend was Dwight Twilley, and I, we were together oh, for wow. t- 10 years. Really? So I'm in power pop, like, like land. Right. Like, you know. For, right. And so, like, my first song that I wrote came out <laughs> like this strangely formed item that I was surprised to see. Yeah. But it's just because the brains are amazing things. But I didn't, I didn't uh, get on a big career of uh, my own personal who am I as a musician until much later. Uh, so, but in the in the early days, um, uh, I was trying to. <laughs> I had to stay out of school. I, I got a record deal uh, when I was sixteen uh, okay. with Warner Brothers. I got a singles deal because my mom wanted me to move back home because she found out where I was living. But mm-hmm. it's, trust me, and go back to the documentary. It was much more <laughs> dangerous at my house okay. with my mother and my father mm-hmm. than it was where I was because I was at least running the show. Right, everything exactly. was my idea. And that's how it is. Right. And so, but she, my dad had left the house, so she said I had to move home. And I said, well, what if I get a, a you know, a, a record deal? Uh-huh. So I did. So I went and got one. And, uh, but I didn't know what I wanted to do because I had left the cow sills and that was, I was just a kid and a singer in their band. Mm. So I had some friends who kind of steered me. Um, I did a Warren Ziva. I did Mohammed's Radio, which is a Warren Zevon song that Linda mm-hmm. actually covered eventually. On one of her big records. Right. Did you know the Runaways? <laughs> I was called by Kim Fowley 
first. Oh, wow. really? I promise you. All right. And so, I wish he was here because okay. he loves this story. Can you hold that so thought? Disgusting. Can yes. you hold that thought? And we'll get into the late 70s, 80s yeah. part of your life. But I have to I have to pee like the Hoover Dam. Go pee. It's time right. to. I'll and take it's a time break. To, it's also time to Do take a break. we get to pee on this take podcast? Take a break, Yeah, we'll oh, yeah, take yeah. a break and we're going to have that. another round. Right on. All right, so we'll be right back. Okay, we're going to pee. And we're back. Back in the ring room. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Back with our guest, Miss Susan Cowsell. Yeah, back with me. Yeah, yeah and this has been such a good show so Yay. far. Don't so blow far, so it, good. all right? Yeah. yeah, no, I'm going to try not to. I really want to be, you know, I want to be asked back to yeah, Hollywood. I want to be, be like in the Dave, final rounds. You, remember, you know who Dave Clements is? Do I know who yeah. Dave Clements? Yes. Well, don't be like him. What did he do? Well, oh, he now, come on. He didn't, he didn't make it to the end. He didn't make it to the end. Oh, well, did you have too much fun at the ring room? No, oh. he just like got up and said, I'll be right back and never came back. Do you not know the Clementses? Oh, I do yeah. know. Well, why, then why are you looking all surprised either uh, way? You know, cause, well, because we were his ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we were well, concerned. We had his briefcase. Yeah, we had all the stuff. And his wallet. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Again, I say, do you not know the Clementses? <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was perfect. It was it was That's true, to, funny, true to y'all. form. No, no, that was yeah. pretty funny. You know, something always something interesting always happens on the Trouble Men podcast. And you know, let us give you a present you with a Trouble Men podcast sticker. <laughs> Thank right you here. so much, yeah. Renee. I feel very accepted now yeah. into the fold. Yeah, put that on on your laptop or Troubled you know, Men. Something. You know, when you were talking about everything that was going on for you, Mr. Chevrolet, I felt like it was like Trouble Men from Metairie. From Metairie. I don't know why. It just seemed like uh, Metairie man <laughs> troubles. You were talking about your kid and this whole thing where she's wham, wham, wham. No, no. We, no we've I, never I, lived in Metairie. No, okay. Well, I just the way it felt. Okay, I'm glad. Well, Katrina. now we cleared no. it up. Those are rumors. That's how they get started. I'm, I'm yeah. from West L.A., baby. Hey, baby. Many Chevrolet. Sotel. Did you go see Cal? <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to love to go see Cal. Yeah. And uh, remember George? Remember George? Remember, Trouble's over in it. Remember George Putnam, the newscaster? Of course. Yeah, he was so serious all the time. Do you remember Hobo Kelly? Do H-O-P-O-K-E-L-L-Y. I remember? Show P O K E double L Y. I loved Hobo. I used to race. And she was Kelly Lang. She was the news lady. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hobo <laughs> Kelly was. Never met anybody. Who knew it was huh. the news lady, but yeah. it was really Hobo Kelly. Oh, really? Well, that's really? what they did yeah. back then. They that's just, how they did they, they it. Dual identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, doubled yeah. up on parts. <laughs> yeah. you know? It was so fucked up. Anyway, so we're getting back to you. So because get, you're get, our guest. Yes, getting back to uh, right, you being approached by, by the great impresario, Kim Fowley. Uh, well, that's to, one way to put it, to, yes, Renee. I'm, yes, I, I like to use flowery language that paints everyone <laughs> in the best possible light. Wow, so. he's hard to paint. Um, God rest his soul, I guess, is appropriate. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, Kim, I don't know. what. Let's see, what year is it? Well, here's the deal. So, mm-hmm. said boyfriend... Um, we were, he was, we were building a, a rehearsal studio on San Vincente nice and property. Santa Monica. Nice. San Vincente and Santa Monica. It was called 807 Studios. It was a rehearsal studio. Mm-hmm. And so Kim was going to rehearse his crew, his situation over there, okay. his new, his, his hunt. And uh-huh. I had known Kim because I, because my boyfriend was an acquaintance, a business affiliate of his mm-hmm. and him and Rodney and all those guys. And so one night we get this call at 3 a.m. and it is Kim Fowley. Now look, I was 16. I was an emancipator mind, but I've always been me. And I am just not your biker chick chick. Right. I am Susan Cowles. I don't care right. if I don't have any parents or not. Right. And I don't care if I'm down in the Los Angeles jail or not. I'm still me. And so he called and that freaked me out. My boyfriend goes, you do not have to talk to him, but he has a proposition for you. I went, seriously? He goes, no, a business. I'm like, 
<laughs> he was like, you don't have to even talk to him. I'll find out what he wants to talk to. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can do this myself. I'm a grown-up. So I said, give me the phone. So Creepazoid starts asking me these questions. Like he goes, <laughs> how would you like? He goes, hey, love, you know, juba juba. How would you like to be the first pubescent McJag, female R- McJagger jail bait Blick, 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 blick. And I just went, you know, Kim, that sounds wonderful. I just don't know anybody could turn it down, but I'm not your girl. Okay. I'm like, Kim oh, Fowley, wow. I am a Cowsill. I'm Susan Cowsill. I am not Jail Bait McJagger. There's some class. Yeah, yeah. I am. I don't know what yeah, you yeah. think, yeah. but like, this is this guy You're doesn't. Not this You're guy not didn't Tenille. pick me up, and I'm his chick. I moved right. in here. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, and I can move here. out yeah, yeah. anytime I fucking <laughs> want. I am running my show it's how I do so anyway so he was like well you're gonna regret it because I'm gonna make this thing and I went Uh I am not gonna regret it I promise you that and he did go and hold his auditions at this studio I was the little secretariat in fact Joan Jett hit on me in the bathroom which was traumatizing oh, oh no, no, traumatizing. it wasn't fucking no, okay. sweet alright alright sorry oh come on some big scary chick just like mm. like no I reminded her of it last year. We saw each other I again at Tommy Joan. James's. Joan was, I, Joan was, a, I a didn't have a problem. Feeling well, yeah, her, but you, know? you met Joan later. I saw Joan along with 200 other oh, okay. scary yeah. jokes. Anyway, yeah. that's my story. I was the original, and I love it. Then he moves to town. That was a trip. Kim, you know Kim, he yeah, lived moved here. moved to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really? Yeah, he oh, lived Kim here for lived several here years. He was friends with, with uh, Keith Keller. Oh, my God. brother, all of us. <laughs> oh, my brother Barry hung out with him. Yeah. He used to tell everybody, that's my runaway. Uh, he, I, he called me his runaway runaway. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The one go. that got away. Excellent. That's that. That that's a good story. Yeah, good well, story. I was busy. Well, you what know, about Cherry, though, real quickly? What about okay. Cherry? She's a sweetie. What about her? No, just, do you have any stories about her? You just. I've done a couple of conventions with her, like with the Cowsills. Uh-huh. Oh, excellent. Autograph conventions. Yeah. Oh, nice. Because I thought that movie about them was pretty horrible. I didn't think it, it was, was very horrible. <laughs> yeah. The only thing they got right to me, being from Los Angeles, is they got the Valley right for the 70s. That's I hear you. Yeah, that's the only thing they really got right was like the Valley. Yeah, no, that Other was a that, pretty ridiculous movie. Yeah, I it agree was pretty stupid. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All yeah. right, so moving on, Ray. Yeah, so that's what happened that day. Well, you know, I, I did. you brought up Mick Jagger, and, you know, I, I did want to follow up on something that, that oh, Manny no. had talked about with, with this, uh, you know, Mick has, the Stones have canceled uh, Jazz, Fest. Jazz Fest because of, of Mick's heart Mick, issue. Yeah. And we were discussing... Elvis canceled too. <laughs> we were discussing... Yeah. <laughs> okay, good one. Yeah. <laughs> I was really you counting on checked out a long too. time ago, really count- I, was really, yeah. I thought they were going to pull that one out too. Um, but uh, so close, so close. But anyway, I'm over wishing. I mean, like after that, I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. After the Elvis thing, right, right. So, so we were discussing what kind of procedure this was going to be like, uh, and Manny was saying, "Oh no, this is going to be open heart. You know, has to be." Turns out, no, it's not. It's this new way they have. It's it's uh, it's um, done with a catheter. So oh, really? Yeah, they're able to to now do valve replacement. That's true. Via cat. Does that mean he's yeah. still coming to the show? I, I don't <laughs> no, know. I don't know. No, what I thought you were like, and all this means <laughs> no. Mick no, will be I there with said, his new I Valve said replacement it would be cat. great if he wakes up from the anesthesia. And he's Keith, awake. And Keith is going, hey, 
bloke, look at this. It's his pumping heart. You know? Yeah, no. Oh, that would be awesome, Manny. <laughs> no, but so they, they don't have to, to. Now they can do valve replacement without having to open um, your chest. It's like, and, and you're out of the hospital in two days. And people say, you know, the good old days. Like, you know, when I think when they can actually just cut your heart. Look your at your open. chest yeah, well, now. How much does that cost? Does my insurance cover that? I, I don't th- think so. It has to be cheaper. I was thinking to. Rather than than open someone's chest up with a saw, it surely does to, have to be cheaper to go to go sure, through less materials. But it's probably with robotics, it's all these animatronic machines. That's true too. It's yeah. probably very expensive. Well, my wife had the same argument, but I mean, maybe they what they charge might be more. But for sure, it's got to be less. You know, less trauma for the patient, less complications. It's got to be cheaper yeah. in in See, I human was, terms. Yeah. So, so that means they're coming. No, no, just, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Where, why, why, why do we? Why, no, why? no, just you know the fact that this came up and 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 it is a, a great advancement of medical science. That thank we're you now for sharing that, to, Well, you know, thank you. This is like know. a real full service. Um, podcast i see it's like yeah it's almost like a rural radio you know where they cover all of this kind of yeah, yeah. A rural radio yeah <laughs> like yeah. green acres yeah <laughs> i listen no. to rural radio, yeah, I rural radio. <laughs> it's awesome man the shit they're selling so so we have to move we have to move yeah yeah this here is definitely to, to get to get through uh, yeah everything the, the you Susan wanted Castle to talk story. about yeah, 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 yeah. yeah good luck oh. with that <laughs> <laughs> so so you wind up uh, you're you're doing work as a backup singer. Is that how you meet Peter? Is that mm-hmm. okay? So you, no, uh, okay, so kind of. You, you meet Peter Holzapple. Yeah, we all start a band together. Yeah, we. we I meet Peter Holzapple in in the late '80s, early '90s in LA. Um, I'm actually. I think I'm doing a cow seal gig, just a renegade cow seal gig, like weird combination. And my brother Barry, who was hanging out with him, who also lived in LA at the time. Okay, those guys were friends. Yeah, right. yeah, totally. That's how I met Peter. He brought him to the show. So I met him, and then we did some recording in, in L.A. together. Okay. But then he was already kind of hanging out with the Continental Drifters. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, why don't y'all ought to come down to the show? And then Vicky and I just started hanging out because they were all cute. Right. So, and then, so Vicky was already, Vicky Peterson from yeah, the Bangles was yeah. already uh, associated well, with the Continental Drifters. Or well, the, no, no, no. She and I lived, she's my best friend. I'm sorry. She no, she's only, a, so, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. She's sorry. just my best friend. Right now oh, okay. in this story, she's just my chick friend. Okay. And so me and her are like, and, okay, but then she becomes Vicky Peterson of the Bangles because... Because <laughs> the second anybody sees her, that's who she becomes. So now right. the guys are all like, wait, what? You have who and who coming down? You know, Peter's just uh-huh. like star of the day, dude. Okay. So then we started hanging out with the guys. Okay. And then I started dating one of them. And she started dating the other. And uh-huh. it was just girl. You know, I was living with her because I'd broken up with Dwight. And I'd been with him for like a decade. Okay. So and Vic was my best friend. All right. So we were just hanging out being two crazy chicks on a hill together. Her fiance had passed away. Mm. So we were single and ready to roll okay so we ran right into the dudes and then they all because carlo nuzio and and ray ganeshow um wanted to come home Uh and so we had started hanging out with them and next thing you know i don't know carlo one day said we were in the band yeah I swear to God, He's that's got how it happened. Talent. He does, and and yeah. away with with you know words and and bedside manners. Sure, honest to God, I think he just looked at me from across the room and went, "What just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> Is that how they do that? <laughs> Is that how they do it in the South? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I guess. Just, I guess. So um, anyway, so then and then the boys said they were going home and. I did not. Los Angeles never held anything for me. I, I resented Los Angeles from the minute I got there. Yeah. So I was glad to leave. So you and came to New Orleans. Came to New Orleans, had, joined the had, band, came no to New Orleans. You had no connection to New Orleans pre- prior to that. Nope. 
my brother had moved down here, ironically, because a friend of ours, Jack Snyder, had moved down here, who was a, he used to be a DJ in L.A. on KMET. But anyway, no, it was a very strange little weird council thing. And what yeah. did you think about New Orleans coming here? I came here and I thought it was phenomenal. I'm from Rhode Island, and if you go to it's Newport... very different from Rhode Island. Yeah, but Newport, Rhode think, Island. Yeah. Newport, Rhode Island, oh, the okay. court town. Okay, it's similar. It, right. There's some similarities to Newport and the quarter. Okay. It's just a thing. It's just like a filthy old port Garbage town. port. Garbage vibe. port. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garbage port vibe. Yeah. That's what was drawn. That's okay. what I'm drawn to here is the garbage port vibe. Right. Even in the and cleaner... That's why you stay here because of the garbage. It kind of is. And then I don't like that they cleaned up Rhode Island, Newport. And I'm not... Frankly, I don't like any... You know, so yes. But I moved here only... I was only supposed to stay here for two years. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Peter and I, he was like, I guess it's time for us to move back east. And I was like, I'm not going fucking anywhere. Yeah. And I don't it's know gotten why. in your blood. It did. And then I tried to get it out. And I've just recently, I'm over it. I just love it here and I'm staying. Good I'm for you. just done. I mean, I might, I'm not might. I'm going to, red alert, we're going to have a place in Ireland too. Because I, I have to. Oh, nice. Because I, yeah. But other than really, that, I'm Do you have co- some, some connection to Ireland? Dude, I'm like. I'm 89% Irish and okay. the rest Scandinavian, which okay. means Irish. Right. So, okay. yes, I guess I have a connection. No, I've always I mean, wanted you... to go there. I went there a couple of years ago because I could actually afford it for mm-hmm. a minute once mm-hmm. in my life. And it's like, it's a done deal. So, were you all Catholic? Oh, fuck it. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, there's seven kids. <laughs> no, we, we seven, six no, boys uh, well, and a girl. Yeah, they... Looking at the family, I, I, I would have guessed, but yeah, I just wanted yeah. to confirm. We but I mean, to... here's okay, what's funny. On. Yeah, Catholic until Ed Sullivan. I mean, we went to church. I didn't. I didn't make a confirmation, but I made a um, first communion. Okay. So we called it. Once you became a star, you're like, well, that's totally. <laughs> right, <laughs> I know. Yeah. My religion is showbiz now, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, um, so uh, yes, the Continental Drifters, drifters now are, are in New Orleans, and uh, at, at one point, you guys are, are named uh, best unsigned band in America. <clears throat> But Best then, kept secret. But then you get signed, and you put out several records, and you and you work for uh, you you make records for ten years. You right, guys are an ongoing kind you know, of yeah, yeah. We that was a beautiful run. Yeah, um, man. What I a great had, band. What a great band, and and really, when I met the gang in L.A., I uh, was I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, I was hanging out with Vicky, and and songs just started coming out, and I had no way to. Uh, express them mm-hmm. so I had to learn how to play something so right. um, one of the guys I think Mark Walton taught me how to play acoustic Vic, Vic kind of taught me too okay. so I could write songs uh-huh. and then I just started playing acoustic guitar with the drifters really badly they were very sweet yeah. very patient because right. I sucked and I, I'm a great a rhythm guitar player it's just not when it's just me and Russ playing alone because I think I like, uh, can't do it but I'm good within a community. Okay. Um, but the Drifters was an amazing, God, that was just a phenomenal run in every way. It was an incredible marriage I had with Peter. And we had a kid and a band and, and we traveled the world and we made crazy things happen and we wrote crazy stories about them. I'm getting chills. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe it sometimes when I think of the places... I've been, and then now to be here now, like all in these In the ring years, room. Yeah. Yeah. To be here now in the ring room, You've the sunk un- in that non-mentioned <laughs> building yeah. that we're at, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, the Drifters, we do reunions now, like almost every two years. Nice. 
It is nice. And my ex is like one of my absolute best friends. Yes, you guys remained very close. Very close. And where's your crazy. kid now? Which, uh, uh, my, kid. My, my Peter Holzapple kid. She's here and she's a born and raised New Orleans yeah. girl. Okay. New Orleanian. Okay. Trinity, Sacred Heart, all that right crap. You know, okay. right out, yeah. right the, straight up. And in what New does Orleans. she do now? She does whatever the hell she wants. Oh, all right. Like well, her cool. mom. All right, yeah. In her head, <laughs> yeah, like her mom. Yeah, in her head. In our yeah. heads, we do whatever we please. Manny, right. thanks for asking us. But um, she's actually in school right now okay. uh, at Aveda. And she's, uh, she's oh. going to... She also does photography. She's got her own little thing. She just Excellent. She wants to have a family. She wants to look at trees uh, like her mom. Yeah. She, uh, she doesn't want for much in this world. And then I have a son who's um, going to school in Birmingham. He, uh, and he, he's probably going to rule the world. And I have an oldest daughter by proxy. She's not a bio, but she's my Twilly kid, and she's 34. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No, God, no. God, no. She's much older than that. I'm yeah. sorry, darling. And uh, got a few grandkids out there. I'm oh, right a very on. busy lady. Yeah, you, you've had a, such a full life. I have 18 <laughs> nieces and nephews. Oh, no. I, I am Forrest Gump. <laughs> Just <laughs> me shaking no, hands with Brando. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel doing like the there's, hitchhike the, on, on there's Dean been Martin a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot. doing the hitchhike on Dean Martin. That is a riot. I got to know what that's called. I know it's, it. that's the dance. Is it the, I, I know it's, it's with the thumb. That's why you okay. Hitchhike. All right, yeah. Renee. It's, I'm gonna the thumbs <laughs> out. The thumbs out going know, west the, and east. The hips are going side to side. Me. Yeah, the hips no. are going side Neither to side. Way. There's a little bit of a sway. It's maybe like the kind of the the germ of that that ridiculous <laughs> dance that uh, that Axl Rose would do. <laughs> hey, have you seen some videos of me? Well, I was I have. little. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's Axel got his moves from me. That's who what I'm saying. I got mine that's from Davy Jones. Oh, okay. Well, okay. got his from Tom Jones. You know, Tom Jones is actually playing the uh, the the jazz fest on that Thursday, and that's the one act that I really would like to see. Why didn't they well, just? I saw, I saw him at Gentilly stage two years ago. Yeah, he yeah. was there. Yeah, he's terrific. He was fabulous. Tom yes. is always amazing. Yeah, yes, he was fabulous. what a fucking guy, man. My grandmother threw her underwear at him one time at the Coconut Grove. No, I threw my underwear. At him. I hope I wouldn't. Gentilly stage. Tom Tom threw his underwear at me last week. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's a guy from the 60s who's still going strong. Yes, he is. You know, so you either have it or you don't. You're either blessed with old person still having a voice or you're not. Yeah. I go out every summer on this Happy Together tour with mm-hmm. the Turtles, Howard. Which, uh, do you just did that, right? Yeah, we. This is we're going on our fifth year. We're going out again in June. Oh, okay. So... And it's like all these old dudes, like Chuck Negron from uh, sure, Three yeah. Dog Night. Yeah, yeah. Chucky's going to be 80, still rocking. Oh, the lead singer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is the guy, one is yeah. the loneliest he number. his penis? Well, I'm sorry, did what? On his book, he said he oh my his God. penis. I don't yes, know he yet. does talk about his penis in yeah. his book, Manny. Yeah. I'll mention that to Chuck, yeah. that I have to endure. The he fact that he does that, by being his friend, I must endure this conversation with you. <laughs> I'm going to mention that to Chuck when Do I speak it. to him. But he fan. can he'll still sing fan. his ass off. Yeah. And, you know, the, the association are out there, the, you know, Cherish. and Those guys, what are they're saying they're both, yeah, yeah, so, I mean... You know, and then there's and people who can't. they're not canceling gigs, are they? No, we're they're not. They're old, this. but they're not canceling gigs. Hey, man, gigs. I can dig it. I'm not. Well, well, mm. So you were just out. I saw a picture of you and, and Bill Cunningham from from uh, uh, from the box, box tops. tops. We yes. were just out on that just flower power cruise. Flower power cruise, yes. And so, you know, uh, he and I are, you know, 
Are you uh, buddies? Do you know Bill? Uh, we're, we're buddies on social media, but by proxy because we're oh, both Alex Chilton. Oh, uh, my God. Excuse you know, me. Players, um, I have to know? land in the ring room here with my friend Renee and remembering what I'm doing now and why we're talking about the box stops because you're the Southern contingent. And we did yes. that thing at Jazz Fest. Remember, yes, I did that with Alex you. Alex Chilton tribute on, on Jazz and Fest. I sang yes. Neon Rainbow, which uh, the summer that the box tops were out, I heard that every flipping night. Yeah. Which was amazing. Great That's great. They're all great songs. Yes, they are. So hearing, songs. you know, doing these tours are amazing because, I mean, I'm hearing those songs, those kind of songs every right. night. <laughs> and now, so your brother is playing with, with the Beach Boys mm-hmm. now, right? So, My brother, John, who was the original drummer for the Cow Sills. Right. And, and he married Vicky. Yeah, yeah, whatever there. What? We're we not supposed to talk about that? Well, I mean, it's a done deal. Well, uh, No, I mean, it's fine. I mean, she was my best friend. I mean, I do this. It's just part of my shtick. But yeah, he married Vic. I mean, we were friends for 25 years, me and Victoria Ann. Right. And uh, then John married her, and now she's, his, now she's my sister-in-law, which is crazy. I always just tell John, she just wanted to be my sister, so she married you. Oh. Simple as that, man. God, you Nothing really are. Oh, you really are very self-possessed, aren't you, yeah, Susan? Okay. I love it. <laughs> All right, oh, my brother. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> She's my sister. She's my brother. She, it's like the so, Chinatown thing. Right? And, and in fact, you and Vicky ha- have a have a band together and, and worked as as backup singers for other people, but then put out a record as the Psycho Sisters. As the Psycho Sisters, which we started about twenty something years ago when we were young. <laughs> We started writing back um, right when I was breaking up with Dwight. She was very helpful in that Is Dwight still alive? Uh Uh-huh. Is he alive? He's living... um, He's married to my ex-best friend, and they live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wow. And uh, they're doing very well. they got one cow, two pigs... He still chickens. makes records. He's Dwight Twilley. Oh, yeah. He's really? awesome. Yes. Yeah. But Vic and I started writing songs way uh-huh. back when I left him. She thought maybe I should express myself. So we wrote a bunch of songs back then, back in the late 80s, that we never recorded until a few years ago. Uh-huh. So the same song. So we're now these elderly ladies singing about these. Let's not get carried away. Well, we're a little older than we were when oh, we sure. wrote them. I well, can, let's hope. Yeah. We were, you know, <laughs> chicks. We were, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we were, yeah. So anyway, the Psycho Sisters, yes, finally, thank God, the Psycho Sisters made their records. Now we can be done with that. And where can we find one of those records? Oh, I have one. You want one? Uh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we always like to put a track. They're there. On, they're out on, there. On and the really, of- it is a phenomenal record. And I'm not kidding. And we might make another one because we threatened to do it. You guys sound so <laughs> wonderful together. It's pretty cool you know, combo. Yeah, 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 Vic and I are... Like certain people... Uh, you know, there's like a familial thing that, Truly. of course, you know, like when, when people right. sing together sibling as thing. siblings. But then other people are not born siblings and they still somehow yeah, have that Simon blend. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel you know? have a blend yes. and they're not. Uh, yes. But Vic and yes. I definitely have that going on. And yes. I love singing with her. She's a hoot and a half. Yeah. Like she and John are in Hawaii right now. Nice. They're nice. Barbie and Ken. Yeah. So yeah, Johnny, he's got a real <laughs> job, and and so yeah, we sang with the Beach Boys. We did Indian Lake with the Beach Boys uh, last week. It was a riot. cool. <laughs> so who's still is Mike Love? Well, this is Mike's Beach Boys. There's Mike's uh, Beach Boys and Brian's Beach Boys. Yeah, okay. it's Camp A, Camp B. So it's B. just basically Mike Love and anybody else. And Bruce Johnson. Oh, he's still and there. Christian right, right. Johnson and Kristen Love. Bruce's, I mean, uh, Mike's, Mike's son. son okay. But he wasn't in the original Beach no. Boys, was he? No, no, okay. no but you know, uh, Bruce so. and Mike are. 
Uh, Bruce yeah. and Mike are original okay. members. Yeah, yeah. And Brian is the only original member on his side, unless he has Al, his cousin Al come sing, Al Jardine. Al Jardine, yeah, yeah. Right. And okay. Al's son plays, right, in that band. And Al's sons play with that. Right. So the bro- they all have their kids in their yes, thing. The factions, know. just as you said. Yes. And they went out and did a thing together, but the wives got all pitchy and. Huh, really? It was the wives that. that, that, that okay. <laughs> Well, you never bring the girls on tour, man. You know, well, but yeah, they are managing the, bag, the boys. <laughs> but if they're managing the boys, then that's yeah. what happens. Right, see? right, right, right. Yeah. Yes, what, what does one do? One uh, does what one must. Yeah, one does what one <laughs> must. <laughs> I like it, Susan. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Manny. Um, Manny, uh, yes. I don't either. I they've they've left us behind. I think yeah. they're we're gonna have to lock up here yeah, ourselves. I know it is getting a little nigh here at the. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, all right, so. Th- Hey, this, was, a, this is one of those guests that we could do a part two. It could be a continuation. Sure. Sure. Well, we yeah, haven't made any enemies yet, so that's good. No, no, no. Yeah. I'd, I'd come open, back. You know? I'd, I'd still come back. Oh, uh, I mean, the pretzels, for the pretzels alone. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well there's a, they're in a go cup. You can take them I'm with taking you. this with me when I go. This <laughs> I cup. like these big fat ones. No, I'm just pointing. I'm not going to touch them. Those are mine, Renee Coleman. So Susan, oh, you know, no I, I, I don't get out much. I don't, right. I don't really listen There's to music or watch here. movies or anything like that. I'm not and in any movies. Dragged, you have not drags, missed one movie. On he, he drags me out once a week to do this show. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this is like the, the, the best show for me personally that, I mean, you have been so great. Well, thank you, Manny. Yeah, you know, I enjoy the and I really think if you, if you want to write a book about Laurel Canyon, I'll help you write it. Okay, well, that could happen. I mean, that yeah. was only those two years. <laughs> I know, but two years. And a lot went down. You were 14 <laughs> years old, or yeah. 12 years old, living in the canyons. I remember those canyons. Mm, me too. Wonderland? Yes, I lived in yeah, 1727 okay, yeah. Wonderland. Johnny Wad Holmes was out yeah, yeah. there at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, years to come, it will yeah. be, he'll, he'll yes. make it famous. Yeah. yeah, he would make it very famous. Gene Clark lived up there. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, okay. Oh, yeah, okay, to be continued. Oh, right yeah. Um, you're playing this weekend, right? Yeah. Where? What stage? So the nation knows. They'll never know. No, it's I'm playing gonna, at the French is, Quarter Fest. Russell, uh, kill me. Hold on, let me think. Yeah. I'm playing at French Quarter Fest, and I'm playing on uh, that gazebo stage because it's my favorite. I, don't I like, love that one. Yeah, they tried to make now, me play at the big girl stage. I don't like Manny it. Manny always always uh, mocks me for Manny. how, how for, for how um, emotionally available I am and how easily moved I am. And I have to say, I've the maybe it was the last time I saw you there. Was that two years ago? French Quarter Fest. Yeah. Yeah. At that stage, yes, I was weeping as I watched you because <laughs> you it was so beautiful. It was so, so beautiful. You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. You drank the Kool Aid and drink it again on whatever day I'm there. Oh, sweetie, yeah. look, you know, <laughs> I, I know I'm. Uh, I have an eye for talent, like like Kim Fowley. <laughs> Just like Kimmy, huh? Like Kimmy, yeah. <laughs> I have an eye for talent, like Kim Fowley. That's a T-shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> TM. Um, oh, this was fun. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're Susan. welcome. You've been so I am playing this weekend at French Quarter Fest. Please come. Please look at the schedule and look look wherever. Look up uh, Susan Castle. She will be out there for years out to there come. For years to come. I, anytime you have an opportunity anytime. to see her. He cries at Grizzly Adams oh, episodes. Oh, oh look, guy my is. my records. You need yeah. hankies. Well, you He's know, um, like Sinatra, he was, he was talking to this comic, and he was the comic was <laughs> was uh, half 
had an Italian last name. And he goes, and the guy's saying, oh, I'm so emotional. And he goes, Sinatra goes, we're Italians, we don't cry. <laughs> and he goes, but I'm half Irish. And Sinatra goes, oh, well, you know, the Irish cry when they change bus drivers. <laughs> so, oh, that's cute. That is, that's yeah, good. I sweet, like right? That. I really yeah, like yeah. it. I, and I, right, I, he's yeah. going to stop. He's gonna I cry, cry a lot myself. Gonna, I'm going no, no, to cry. No, I'm no, crying I'm at French Quarter Fest. we got a lot of dead people he's recently, so I'm going to be in tears. He's going to cry when he has to send the soup back at a deli. Look, you could use some more crying, Mr. Chevrolet. I yeah. think so too. Oh, we'll talk about that in the I next interview. Yeah. All so, right. Good night. Manny cries at last. On the Troubled Men podcast, we like to Trouble say man. the Troubled Men podcast. Is that where I am? Yes. <laughs> look at the look at the sticker. Good M-E-N. look. I'm, look I'm, I'm the girl who walks school, into the strip bar and goes, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah. The girl walks in a strip bar and says, "What?" <laughs> The bar. Listen, no, here's the says, best wait, joke. What? Hey, Susan. What, Manny? All right. I want you to tell this joke this weekend. Doubtful. Keep going. No. Yeah, no, I want you really to tell this joke. It. It's really quick. It's gonna you go ahead. One. It's going to be good. A skeleton walks into a bar, <laughs> orders a beer and a mop. Okay. That's a joke. That's it. Awesome. Good night, Nation. <laughs> night, Nation. On the Troubleman Podcast, we'd like to say uh, trouble never ends. The struggle continues. Good night. Good night. Said she had some place to go I knew her heart was searching for its home So what's to do when you let go of flying falcons Except to watch them disappear till they're no
Yeah. 